Welcome to episode 71 of Too Old for This Podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. And tonight, we are going to be reviewing, very spoiler-richly reviewing, WandaVision episode 8. And we'll see what else we get up to. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. Honored and up nerd, let's go. <laughs> DJ Kevin Go on the flex. Crack a lacking, my brother. How are you this week? I'm all right. Same old, same old. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Just, uh, E2, I guess. Very, uh, very chill week. Let's good. address the controversy right off the top. Uh-oh. Right off the bat. We have to address the controversy of the missing... WandaVision theme song from episode 8. Oh, shit. Because you will remember, we revealed yes. the theme song for episode 8 we did. last week on our show. And I think, mm-hmm. possibly due to our leak, a last-minute decision was made oh, man. at Marvel Studios to pull the theme song from the episode. But... <laughs> Since you all didn't get to hear it on the sh- on on WandaVision, the way where it was meant to be, yeah. let's play it for them again, Kev. One all more right. time. Here's here's the missing, the lost theme song <laughs> from episode eight of WandaVision. Yeah. We have it for you. Uh, too old for this podcast. Exclusive. Yep. DJ Kevy Kev dropped a deep. <laughs> What the hell is going on here? What's the deal with this damn show? How's vision alive? Why is he black and white? Did they just new take? That that jam is smoking hot. That that jam is bacon in the pan, y'all. All right. <laughs> like, is that is that is that some tasty tunage or not? <laughs> and it's simply because I think I this is petty. I think this is, I think I think there's a feud now between right. me and Kevin Feige. I think Kevin Feige, just to be petty, pulled the theme song from the episode just to try to embarrass us. Do you think maybe just try to embarrass us because uh, it's from a DC property? You think that's why? Maybe he didn't want to connect himself with a DC property. Well, he fucking very connected familiar. himself with Malcolm in the Middle and who's the boss. <laughs> but they so, weren't, they I weren't mean, owned by DC, though. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> they, they weren't owned by DC. So it's, it's got a very similar beat. Do you think, do you and, think maybe, oh, my God, here's what happened. I think, oh, my God. To a DC property. That's all here's, I'm going to say. What, 
Here's what happened, Kev. Here's what happened. All Here's right. what happened. Hit me. You just illuminated it. You just illuminated the six, my brother. All right. Like the god, like the god Drake. It's the god DJ Kevy Kev. Listen. Go. Listen. Here's what happened. Okay. I just you just you, I just figured it out. Hit me, brother. We leaked the theme song last week. Yes. Nobody was supposed to know. No, no. But then DC heard that shit oh. and was like, hold up, what? Cease and desist order. Slap oh, on Kevin Feige. Shit. That's what happened. Oh, That's man. what happened. It's That's our, what it's our happened. Fault. It's our fault. We caused that. No wonder Kevin Feige's at war with me. Look what I just look what I just cost him. Oh, that man. brilliance. That that hot jam. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, at least our at least our audience gets to enjoy it. Yes. And at yeah. least we know how this episode of Wonder Vision. We know what's up, man. We know what's up. We, our audience is in the and loop. I'm assuming they deleted all those 70s, uh, th- that 70s um, little montage that was supposed to be in it, too. Well, I mean, obviously, you can't. You don't have the music. The sound yeah, isn't synced up true. right. So you got to. That's that's not even on the cutting room floor. That's hit delete on the hard all drive. I, that's on. All I have to that's say it. is that little scene with uh, Cindy uh, Brady and Bobby Brady, it was a little yeah. longer, but it got, obviously got cut down. Because uh, that was part of the uh, '70s little trip um, in 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 Wandavision this week. The Wonder Woman could run through the. <laughs> you mean Wanda? <laughs> Wonder Woman. Wandavision. Wandavision. Ah shit! Every week I'm waiting for you. Dun, 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 dun. What happened to binge models? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and by the way. Yeah. Evan Peters was just annoying stunt casting. Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, After, you know what? This, uh, this is like, they, there's, there's, there's no way we're getting any X-Men reveal now. I don't know, man. Is I don't what know. I'm saying. I, I have a, I don't know, just because some of the dialogue in the in the show, I, I, I feel like we might. I don't know. Don't, really? don't, don't fucking, don't throw it out yet. Because we still have one more episode. I'm, I have I'm officially Kevin feeling I'm, that I'm calling it, and so yeah. you can tell me that I'm wrong. Okay, after we watch the finale if you want. Yeah, I'm laying it out on the line here. Just, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it right now. Evan Peters is not his character from Fox X Men. Okay, he I'm was say not is, pulled through the multiverse in any way. He, the actor was just cast. To make the audience go, what the hell? I have a feeling it was a monkey wrench as well, but just basic. So I watched this episode a few times, and if you listen, I'm upset to, about that. Yeah, well, if you listen to the dialogue that she when she talks about the whole fake Pedro uh, or whatever she the name she gave him, Pietro, Pietro, fake fake Pietro, yeah, because she's like fake Pietro, and then she's like fake Tro or whatever, right? Whatever Pietro, whatever she says. That whole little dialogue, I don't know. I just have this feeling because she didn't exactly say who he was. All he said that she that he wasn't her brother. That's all she said, right? He sure. is another Scarlet Witch's brother in another dimension. That's all I'm gonna you say. That. Like you to me, that. I don't know. But I, I don't th- like. I would love that to be true, but yeah. I do not think it's true. It's I uh, fair enough, man. But I, I just. There's there's a little gleam of hope at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I, That's all I'm yeah. gonna say, man. I don't know. To me, I don't know. I maybe there's hope, but I yeah. don't think it has anything to do with Evan Peters and his casting. I think fair enough. I, I think I think that 
is going to be a thorn in, in our side forever. Um, but why don't we get to uh, the events of this episode in chronological order, get through them. It was a slightly longer episode this week. I think it was a 47-minute runtime. Mm-hmm. So your basic Mandalorian runtime. Before we jump into it, is there anything yeah. else that happened this week? Other than WandaVision, I'm just drawing that a blank. Happened. Like, when I say anything that happened, like any new trailers or anything come out, uh, like I know they did release a little uh, clip it from uh, oh, Zack Snyder's. You, wait a minute. There's something you saw that was new this week. Yeah, that was going to be, I was going to talk about that at the end um, as like a, a, another non recommendation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but. No, I'm just trying to think before we jump into it. Was there any like new trailers? Uh, I'm just drawing. Oh, up there was there was some there was some fucking news from from Warner Brothers Studios about Superman that I don't. That's want to talk right. About ever. That's right. That's one of the because things. I I I really I, I don't want to talk about that news, Kev. I don't want to talk about it. Whatever. We've known for a long time. We've known yeah. for a long time that J.J. Abrams was working on a Superman yes. reboot. Trilogy, whatever. Yeah. Reboot, they're calling yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I I saw somewhere somebody say that it was a, also referred to as an Else World okay. story, the same way that Rob, that Robert Pattinson's Batman has was described as an Else World story, right. and also Joker, uh, Joker was yeah. an Else World story. Okay. But I don't know because the like the press for this story has been so different. Like mm-hmm. whatever you read is different. Um, uh, it's it's supposedly got a good writer attached to it, which is you know whatever. I mean, JJ's had good writers attached to his projects before that have mm-hmm. wound up having the worst writing of anything I've ever seen. So, um, honestly, I think it's the worst possible news for Superman fans. Uh, I feel like uh, uh, this is super negative, but I feel like he wrecked Star Wars. I feel like. I feel like the the Star Wars uh, prequel trilogy, uh, you, you know, fine, had a good start and looked and sounded fun and mm-hmm. fine. Um, well, not fine to me. I thought the death of Han Solo was the worst scene in Star Wars until I saw Rise of Skywalker. Um, Fair enough. I just think that JJ, you know, he what he does is, you know, he rebooted Star Trek and he made one good movie and then he like left nothing to continue on from and and then it went nowhere and it turned into garbage. And then he did the same sh- same exact thing with Star Wars. He made one movie that seemed like okay, this could be great and then uh like left nothing in place for it to move forward mm. or for 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 you know, no structure for where the story was going to go after that. Um, so I feel like we, he could do the same thing for Superman quite easily, make a Superman movie that looks good and sounds good and makes a lot of money mm-hmm. um, and then turns into another fucking mess of a franchise that just makes me want to cry because I was a fan <laughs> of it. Um, and I'll this say, guy... I'm sorry, like, I don't blame J.J. for the the fall of Star Wars. I blame Disney. They had no fucking plan. They had no no direction. Abrams, I think their plan. I think their plan was put JJ in charge. No, but JJ should have just stayed on and finished the three movies instead of pawning it off into. Two Look how movies. he finished. Look how he finished the third movie. No, that I he get did. that, but he also like, was in his. In, in all fairness, he was trying to clean up what the fans hated about the Last Jedi as well. You know what I mean? So. 
If he stays yeah, on board, the- if this is going to be a trilogy, I don't know if it's a trilogy or if it's a if it's a standalone like Joker. Uh, but if it is going to be a trilogy, let's just hope he stays on for all three if he's going to be involved. And I think we might actually have a decent trilogy. I know you're down on JJ and you probably think it's going to be complete shit. But like I said, give it a give it a chance because I'm down. I feel on the like, idea. I feel like it man. was it was the fact that he didn't stay. That's why that fucking franchise fell apart. <clears throat> but that's my two cents. I, I, you know, that's fine. I, I, I'm down on the idea of rebooting Superman at all mm-hmm. when I am one of the fans who is clamoring for another Henry Cavill Superman film yeah. that completes his character arc yes. and and sees him end up as the more classic Superman that everybody was disappointed that he wasn't yet. Mm. Um, you know, he was on his way to getting there, in my opinion. Yes, and um, he deserves another film where he becomes that. I agree, and. And, and I was hoping that possibly JJ was open to doing that movie, mm. and clearly that's not the case. And I, you know, you hear lots of rumors from um, behind the scenes about the reason for that is uh, Henry Cavill is super difficult to work with, and they don't like him at Warner Brothers, oh, yeah. and they they kind of want to move on from working with him. Mm. Uh, at, at the same time, I've seen stories come out about how Henry Cavill dated Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. And like shares her politics, and I'm like, well, that's a weird timing for me to see that story come out in yeah. the same week that I'm seeing the J.J. Abrams reboot story come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like there's a concerted campaign, first of all, to bury the Snyder cut. You know that I think that, right? Like the decision made by Warner Brothers to to not have it be four hour long episodes and to have it be one four hour movie, mm-hmm. like one like dump. Here you go. And, you know, the, the tension that happened between Ray Fisher and uh, Walter Yamada, the head of Warner Brothers, you know, is preventing them from ever working together again. Mm-hmm. But it's also, in my opinion, making Warner Brothers want to cut ties with this whole Snyder universe. Right. So Henry, Henry Cavill's going to be gone. You watch. I don't think Gal Gadot might make Wonder Woman 3. Mm-hmm. I Because especially if Henry Cavill's gone now, I mean... Ah, uh, I uh, like. I can't imagine they're gonna dump Aquaman. I can't imagine they're not gonna make a Aquaman too. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Uh, I really believe that Warner Brothers just wants to cut ties with a lot of the old era. I think that they believe that people really didn't like. Zack Snyder's take on Superman, that Man of Steel, even though it was a super successful movie, and even though it has a devoted uh, fan following, Mm -hmm. there's still people at Warner Brothers who think, oh no, it was the wrong take on Superman, people didn't really like it, or whatever. Whatever, man, I went on and on about a subject I didn't even want to talk about in the first place. Yeah, I'm sorry, I brought um, it up. (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. Um, I didn't even mention that they're talking about casting Superman as black, which I I don't... Michael B. Jordan? I don't have a problem with necessarily, but right. I just don't feel like people need a new Superman casting at all. Yeah. Right. And, um, I feel like all of the, look, I, you know, I, you know, I don't have a problem with, with, um, characters race swapping. If mm-hmm. there's, if there's nothing, if there's nothing in the story that, that, you know, hinges on them being a certain race, I don't have a problem with whatever. Yeah. Um, 
give me a great actor, give me a great movie. I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, but what I feel like, because I, there was just a Batman comic that came out where a Batman died and he was, and there was a new black Batman. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, well, why do you, like, why would, why do you need to kill off Batman? And then I, people saying to me, well, he can't live forever. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like he's lived already for, uh, like you just start him over when he gets, you know, when the era changes. He's a char- he's a comic book character. Of course, he can live forever. Yeah. Um, but then it just occurs to me, it's a Miles Morales thing because you think about what Miles Morales is for Marvel. It's not some like racial equality thing or something like that. It's not some political thing. It's a second income stream. Mm. It's a second Spider-Man, right? It's another popular Spider-Man title that people buy, people love. So if you could do the same thing with Batman, oh, he's a different, he's a different Batman. He's a black Batman. The same way there's a different Spider-Man is a black Spider-Man. If you can make one that people love, then you've just created a second income stream uh, under under the Batman brand, and you know that's just smart business. Mm. So I I I feel like maybe that's happening here. If that's what they're going to do with Superman, maybe that's what they're thinking. You know, uh, it's Miles Morales move. Uh, fine, I guess, but I'm not excited about any of it. Honestly, mm. I whatever. Fair enough. Man. Fair enough. I went on too long. Boom, um, done. <laughs> Boom, done. Was, was there anything else in the news this week? Yeah, no, that's all I can think of. Um, that's what I was asking because I feel like there was stuff, but I just couldn't yeah. think of it at the at the it time. So, stupid. okay, let's let's jump into uh, Wandavision. Wandavision. Well, Wandavision <laughs> episode eight, as we've already Previously noted, on. starts. With no theme song, mm-hmm. no opening credit scenes, no um, uh, aspect ratio changes. We are in widescreen the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a more realistic feeling kind of thing. It's more of a you know a cinematic feeling kind of thing. Um, the whole thing kind of feels like a Marvel movie instead of parting it, part of it feeling like a Marvel movie. Uh, and we start with the origin of Agnes, uh, and uh, it's a Salem witch trial. And we mm-hmm. know from the comics that her original origin story is she she was one of the witches who was tried at the actual Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. Um, but she survived. She was actually rescued by another Marvel character. Can you guess who that other Marvel character was? I have no idea. You will never guess in a million years because it's random. It's Starfire. No idea who that is. Starfire. Um, she's like a fire elemental character. Okay. She's she was she was in uh, Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, the cartoon that was on Saturday mornings when we were a kid. Oh, really? That it was, was her. It, it was Spider Man, Iceman, and Starfire. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that character now. Okay. Or Firestar? Yeah, I feel like it was like Firestar or something like Firestar. that. Firestar. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. Starfire is the DC character, I think. Okay. Firestar. Um, so apparently she's also a time traveler. And uh, yeah, so uh, however this happened in the comics, it was her who rescued Agatha Harkness from the Salem Witch Trials. <clears throat> but in the MCU... They can't really do explicit kind of horror or gothic or anything that's kind of demonic or spiritual. Mm. 
they have to change it, bend it a little bit. So what we've got here in their version of this of her storyline is yes, it's Salem, and yes, she's on trial, but it's not the Salem witch trials that we know from history. Her coven, her witch's coven, is putting her on trial, um, and she's being accused of practicing dark magic and practicing magic that's above her level that she's not supposed to be dabbling with. Um, The leader of the coven is her mom. Uh, She kind of argues with them and says, but she kind of doesn't really deny it. She kind of admits to doing it, um, but she kind of just suggests that they should all be cool with it because she's so powerful. Um, And then they decide to kill her. Uh, so they all shoot her with their magic uh, beams. Mm-hmm. The the color the color of the magic beams is their, all very important in this magi, show. Magic wiggly woos. <sighs> yes, um, Agnes's wiggly woos are all purple, mm-hmm. um, and we know from MCU movies in the past that purple energy means she's drawing from darker energy, magic, darker evil magic. Um, the blue is kind of the standard magic, the mostly the good guy magic, and that's what the other witches have. Mm-hmm. So what we have in this Marvel version of witches, we're introducing this whole um, new kind of faction of powered people into the MCU in this episode. Um, but what they've done with witches in the MCU to kind of kill off that spiritual demonic side of them, they've kind of turned them into like wizards in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, there's good ones... There's bad ones, um, and their magic kind of works exactly the same as Harry Potter magic too. They say like uh, a, a a Latin phrase, mm-hmm. like two words in Latin, and they wave their hands. Instead of having a wand, they wave their hand, and the energy comes out of their hand instead of a wand. But other than that, it's exactly the same as um, how Harry Potter magic works. Um, so that's what witches are in the MCU. They're just super powered beings who know how to use magic. Um, not so much demonic unless they're evil like Agatha, right? So, so Agatha's pulling from some dark energy. Uh, we have yet to get much specifics about the dark energy she's pulling from. Um, but we know she's practicing some dark magic. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Um, so, uh, the coven tries to kill her. She, uh, kind of is not hurt by their magic cause she's so powerful yeah. and she actually looks surprised by it for a second. And then she t- seems to turn their magic back against them all and kills them all. Yeah. And I think I think she actually absorbs their power at the same time because when they die, they're all kind of they're all kind of shrunken like raisins, like like they've been sucked dry, like a vampire, feel, like just drank drank all their blood. I feel like that's them losing their magic and showing their true form because obviously, oh maybe you know because I mean? they're all like ancient, ancient witches. exactly. So you draw that magic out of them, they're not going to have that youthful look to them anymore. That's the way I kind of took it. That's a possibility too. Mm-hmm. Um, and she refers to the one of them as mom. And I wonder yes. if that's because that's actually her birth mother or is that because the like she's obviously the main, like the, the leader of this witch covenant. And I don't know, is, is she referred to as mom because she's the leader or is that like her actual birth mother? Yeah. I don't her? think you'd use the word mom, the familiar mom. I think the, I think the fact that she used the word mom is trying to intimate that that was her actual mother. Yeah, okay. Um, and, uh, after the coven, uh, fails to kill her, 
then uh, her mother uh, opens up with her magic blast. uh, And uh, when she's doing that, a a magical energy crown appears on her mother's head, Mm -hmm. indicating indicating that she's obviously like either the leader of this coven or some kind of witch queen. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, it kind of it kind of feels like it's a foreshadowing of Scarlet Witch's headpiece uh, Mm -hmm. when you when you see that um, almost. Even though it kind of looked more like Aquaman-y. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> she also grabs her brooch. All right. And the the brooch that Ag- Agnes has been wearing for the entire series, mm-hmm. uh, her, it was her mother's brooch. And you see her take it off her mother's dead body mm-hmm. after she kills her. Um, but that is all we get for Agatha's backstory, really. Um and then we get right into her squaring off with Wanda in her basement, mm-hmm. exactly where we left them at the end of episode seven. Uh, Wanda's trying to use her magic and then realizes she can't. And then Agnes lets her know, you can't use that because I got these protection spells all around you. Uh, how do you not know that? So she's like, she's figured out that Wanda's a super powerful witch. But she doesn't realize that Wanda doesn't know that she's a witch, that she uses her powers magically. She doesn't have all the skills and the training and the learning that Agatha obviously has. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Agatha lets us know that uh, she didn't create the hex. She kind of sensed all this powerful magic coming from it. And she saw all of these, she says, multiple spells, spells upon spells happening at the same time. I was too curious. I had to find out. So Agatha being a super powerful witch uh, saw, oh my God, there's a super powerful magic person doing something here. uh, And she's just interested in that power. She's interested in more power all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, kind of the, the thrust of her origin story uh, kind of uh, coloring in the plot of why she's here in the first place. Um, She wants to figure out how Wanda is so powerful how Wanda did this. And uh, basically what this becomes is a flashback episode. She uses her magic to start going through Wanda's memories. Um, uh, before we get uh, get into it, uh, we do get this conversation we mentioned earlier about Pietro, uh, where uh, Ag- Agatha says, you know, uh, I couldn't use your real brother's dead body because it's in Europe and it's riddled with bod- it's riddled with bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she doesn't say where she got the Pietro that she did use. Yeah. Um, and she explains that she was using Pietro as her eyes and ears. So when Pietro was asking Wanda, how did you do this? Uh, how did you get so powerful? Um, that was Agnes trying to find out, um, which is what she's still trying to do here in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I missed anything here, but uh, as I, the whole thing with the, uh, with that, that uh, I don't know what it is like locust, whatever Um, that little bug. Remember we saw it in the right. Yeah. She does. She does a little magical demonstration. Uh, She takes the, the bug. uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, It was, it's an important type of bug that represents uh, transformation anyway. uh, And she, yeah, transmutes it into a bird and then she throws it at the rabbit and the rabbit eats it. The rabbit, by the way, is going to be, this is my number one prediction for the finale. I don't have a lot of predictions for the finale. I have a couple, but the number one prediction for the finale is the rabbit is the most important thing. 
mm-hmm. in the whole damn show. Right. So there's going to be a there's going to be a big moment, a big reveal moment in the finale where the rabbit finally reveals its true form, its Ralph form. I'm sure. Um, last episode, I thought it was going to be Evan Peters. I mm-hmm. thought Evan Peters was her familiar who just like transformed into the rabbit. Yeah. Um, but I think at this time, Evan Peters is somewhere else with Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think Evan Peters is the rabbit, but the rabbit is definitely the big villain. Um, and uh, there's going to be a big, maybe not the big villain, but it's going to be a big reveal. Some people, I did see a theory that maybe the rabbit is Doctor Strange in hiding, oh, yeah. and he's and he's going to reveal himself in like the pinnacle moments and save everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that. I kind of, I kind of love that. I think that would be an awesome moment for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, that would be like just a cool fucking Doctor Strange moment. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to end up being. Uh, a more powerful magic user. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I'll, I'll get to more detail of that when we get through the episode and the part of it that uh, makes me makes me think that. Anyway, yes. Uh, so we find out uh, <clears throat> Ag- Agnes has uh, the sons uh, in the basement locked up, mm-hmm. and she's not going to let Wanda see them until she gets the answers from her that she wants. And she uses her magic to start walking, walking Wanda through her memories, trying like what? Where did you get your power? How did this all happen? Um, so, uh, the first memory that we jump to is Wanda's childhood mm-hmm. back in Sokovia. Yeah. Sorry, I'm skipping through the episode. I'm making sure that I didn't miss anything before we get there because. We're actually like 12 minutes in before we get to the first memory, but uh, I don't think so. I think we're there. Um, so we get a, we get a, a scene of her family life. It's a tiny little apartment. Um, there is civil war actually going on in the street directly outside. Uh, their 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 parents are their families obviously poor. Mm-hmm. Their father comes home uh, trying to make a living selling DVDs on the street. Um, very you know very. Uh, very fitting for the era. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the DVDs were, they didn't look like they were counterfeit DVDs, no, which I thought was, yeah. that, that was a strike against it, but yeah. uh, still uh, fair enough. Um, character, totally believable characters. Anyway, uh, we see uh, the origin of the sitcom bit is uh, their father sells these DVDs and all the DVDs he sells are sitcoms. And their, <clears throat> their their family has a TV family night yep. where they all practice that's, their English together by English watching show. by watching American television sitcoms, uh, and they love the sitcoms because you know as bad as it gets, everything works out good in the end. So mm-hmm. it's just this happy family escapism moment, and we all know how tragic it's going to be because it's the setup for you know Wanda's backstory that we're all familiar with, which is. Um, a bomb goes off in their living room mm-hmm. and kills her, kills her parents. Um, <clears throat> in the middle of them watching the Dick Van Dyke show, Wanda's favorite episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I just uh, cut yep. in for a second? So all the DVDs that we see, I'm not sure if you really mentioned it, but uh, yep. it was all shades of like what we've seen uh, already. Um, yes. The only thing that I thought was kind of... Off was okay. So if you freeze frame the uh, the case, you can see who's the boss: uh, Adam's family, I Love Lucy, Bewitched, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, and I Dream of Jeannie. 
Uh, I feel like no they use family every, ties. No family ties. No um, uh, the monsters because I feel like the whole Agatha thing was uh, the monsters. Um, yeah, but Adam's family is close enough. I guess, but like, it's they weren't the same. Like, come on. Um, who's the boss? I don't remember any who's the boss moments in this. I yeah, I didn't no, I didn't tie I anything either. to who's the boss, but everything no. else kind of fit, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, and of course, the Dick Van Dyke show, which um, everyone knows that Dick Van Dyke actually uh, was on set and helped yes. uh, design the first like episode because it was based on his show. So, um, but anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. Cool. Mm. Uh, yeah, it did bother me that there was no family ties in there, and that mm. who's the boss was in there because I was like, nah, there was no who's the boss." I guess the office wasn't around <laughs> this, yet either, and, and like no Roseanne. Uh, well, the office on. was like a was a part of it, but that wasn't in there yet. That wasn't in. Yeah, no, that no have modern been around, right. The office, right, right, oh right. No modern family by that at that time either. Yeah. Modern family, interesting, had a huge, yeah. Interesting impact too, but of course that could have been because she watched that later on, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But what she oh grew yeah totally up on, what yeah, she grew what up is. on was in that box, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, um, so uh, then we get the scene, um, you know, that Wanda described of her and her brother trapped under the bed. Mm-hmm. There's a stark bomb in front of them. It's oh, another at- little thing. Sorry, I just wanted to bring this up. Yeah. Um, remember when uh, the dad goes to the secret? hiding spot and he lifts up the sheet uh what does her mother do she covers her eyes which uh-huh. is a throwback to uh the first episode when he's like oh this is a, so- a sokovian hello remember they did the exact same oh. thing right just wanted to Weird. throw that yeah. in there too cute mm-hmm. i did not catch that um okay <laughs> i totally forgot yeah sorry i threw you off it's okay yeah <laughs> Uh, so they throw in the bomb. The, yeah, They're the, under the, the bed. Bomb, yes. the, the bomb's beeping at them. It's the light flashes. It makes the same beeping sound as, as the, the toaster, toaster from yeah. the first commercial. Yes. Um, and uh, we cut out of that memory, and uh, we get a little reveal here um, that. Wanda actually stopped the bomb from going off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is actually Ag- Agatha who says this. Wanda doesn't even realize it herself. Um, but uh, she says, yeah, uh, that bomb didn't go off those two days because you cast uh, a spell. Um, what was it? Uh, a chance spell? or uh, I don't remember the type of spell. But... Yeah, Basically telling us, okay, Wanda had her powers before she was experimented on by Hydra, mm. uh, which could mean that she's a mutant. She was born with the X gene. She was born with her powers. She was never trained. Um, so that's important for the whole birth of the mutants in the MCU storyline. Which I honestly don't think we're going to get much of in one division. I think I think this is just like the very 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 tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Anyway, from there we go back to Wanda's time at 
when she's being experimented on by Hydra. Um, And we get this great scene where she's back uh, with Loki's scepter and uh, she's in a room and they're asking her to touch it. And they've and they, and they say, you know, no other volunteer has survived touching this. Um, but I think they know Wanda's special and they suspect that maybe she'll be the one. Or maybe they just don't care. They're just trying everybody who volunteers for this. But mm-hmm. um, Wanda, you know, explains that she volunteers uh, for Hydra because she thought that they could change the world. Um, even though she realizes it doesn't make sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we get this scene that where... Uh, the mind stone in Loki's scepter uh, floats out of the scepter and towards her. And I've heard some people suggest that it was Wanda using her telekinesis. Um, but I've also heard some people suggest that the mind stone recognized her and wanted to come and see her <laughs> and mm-hmm. came to her. I don't know. When I first saw it, that's what I thought. I thought, okay, the Mind Stone has business with Wanda. It recognizes something about her that it wants to connect with her or it has something, it has some business with her. But um, some people think it was Wanda's telekinesis that lifted it up. What, did you, what do you think? What did you think when you first uh, watched it? I feel like it came to her. Um, it right. didn't look like she used telekinesis, telekinesis to bring it to her. To me, yeah, it looked like it just kind of like was drawn to her and and went to her because uh, she even like tries to reach out and try to like touch it whatever right yeah um, but yeah no I, I feel like it was drawn to her I think so too mm-hmm. um, anyway uh, the Mind Stone breaks out of its shell that it's in in Loki's scepter it's in like a blue like like crystal um, and then we see it's it's normal like yellow color mm-hmm. um and uh, Wanda goes to touch it, and she's kind of blown back by this energy, and she sees a, a, an image of uh, her future self coming out of it. She sees her, herself in her in her future uh, Scarlet Witch costume floating down towards her. Um, and I don't know how you interpreted this. I've seen this interpreted many ways as well. But my interpretation of this was like dark phoenix mm. like like in the mcu version of wanda of the scarlet witch her character is embodied by an entity like the scarlet witch is some kind of magical spiritual force like an actual entity that jumps into her body at this point just like the dark just like the just like phoenix the phoenix force enters jean jean gray's body mm-hmm. and she becomes the phoenix right i think to me that's what it looked like here with this scene some people said it was the mind stone giving wanda a vision of her future mm-hmm. because the because the mind stone gives people visions i don't know how did you interpret it when you saw it to be honest uh at first i kind of wasn't sure who that was flowing down at her. oh but now, okay but now that i'm like i'm actually freeze framing it and you can see yeah the top of her um, like I guess that mask thing that she or that yeah. headpiece that she wears, but she's yeah. wearing a dress. She doesn't wear a dress unless it's that no. Her long... new costume. Her new costume is a dress. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's got like an armor breastplate. Um, but the bottom of it is like a gypsy skirt. Mm, okay. Um, 
yeah, that's the new Scarlet Witch costume. It's made, it's designed. They they talked about it. Uh, it's it's designed to look more like her mother's costume from the comics because her mother was a Scarlet Witch as well, and mm. it was passed it was passed down to her or whatever. Um, okay, fair enough. Anyway, we don't even know any of that at this point of the episode. All we know is this this image of this floating woman is looking at her from the Mind Stone, mm-hmm. um, and as far as then, then she's knocked unconscious anyway, and it leaves her lying on the floor unconscious. Yeah. Um, as far as we know, as far as, um, I'm sorry, the, uh, what are they called? Hydra? Sorry. Hydra, <laughs> Hydra yeah. knows. Uh, they don't know what happened. Uh, the cameras shut off and the feed cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that was Wanda doing that, the way she controls the feed of WandaVision outside of the hex or whether it was the Mindstone that did that, who knows? Yeah. Um, but after that, we see kind of the Wanda that we first saw in uh, Age of Ultron. Uh, we see her sitting in her room, you know, alone on security camera. Um, watching and, the Brady uh, Watching the Brady Bunch, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> and it turns out this Brady Bunch, this, this doll in this scene of the Brady Bunch mm-hmm. that she's watching right now is the exact same doll that we see Vision practicing uh changing yeah. uh when in the episode where they have babies yeah so that's fun yeah anyway so at this point agnes says okay so pieces of the pieces of the story to come together you were born with this magic but you were never trained so you would have just lost your powers but instead you got in contact with an infinity stone and it's totally magnified your powers um then she's saying but you know that that doesn't you know, give the full story here. Um, so we need to get through more memories. So uh, the next memory we go to is um, it's her and Vision uh, when they're first like getting to know each other, mm-hmm. and it's just a it's a lovely scene where they're in the uh, Avengers compound, and I guess it's right after the events of Age of Ultron, and uh, Vision just walks into her room and sits on the edge of her bed with her and has a chat with her while she's watching. Uh, Malcolm in the Malcolm middle, in the middle yeah. um, and and this scene is beautifully written. It's beautifully acted. It's very touching. Um, people, I've seen people quoting the lines from this scene all over my Facebook yeah. uh, because it is really really good. Um, uh, you know, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. Again, I've said this before, but uh, like the fantastic thing about this show and and about long form storytelling is that. These actors who were great actors uh, and everybody knew that already really never got to um, really uh, express their craft, really Mm -hmm. show us what they can do uh, because they didn't get enough screen time in an Avengers movie because there's 20 stars in all those movies. Right. Um, So here uh, we really get these great actors in these great performances and they have great writing and great directing. Thank goodness um, as well. Uh, but it's a really touching scene where we just see Wanda and Vision start to get to know each other and start to maybe like each other for the first time. Um, and she's grieving because her brother just died. And um, it's heavy and dark. And he's there for her. And he's comforting to her. And mm-hmm. uh, and, and you kind of you get, get what she's lost here a little more from this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we need to say about it. Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. 
it's, it's a great, beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the great, the great line that Vision has is, um, "What else is grief if not love persevering?" Um, it, you know, it brought a tear to Agnes's eye when when she watched the memory, and I think it brought a, lot, a tear to a lot of people's eyes at home as well. Um, so uh, Agnes is like, okay, so I see your trauma here. I see your parents' dead, your brother's dead, and now Vision's dead. Uh, so he wasn't there to pull you back from the darkness um, anymore. So so what happened? It's just like you're on the precipice. You're right there now. How did you do it? Tell me how you did it. Uh, and then we're going back to like the final memory of the episode now. Probably the most important one because we get the most details about what's going on here in the show yeah. revealed to us. Uh, it looks like what point of time would this be? It's it, it's it's around the same time that Monica Rambo came back from the snap. So it's well, yeah, because she would have been back from the snap as well. Remember? Because uh, if you look, if you pause, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of hard, but when she's walking through the lobby, um, there's a shot of her head, and you can see these giant monitors on the wall, and they're basically um, they're all talking about um, basically families returned and re- reunited, basically because they're back from the snap, right? Right, right. <clears throat> um, so Lana's just walking up to the front desk in Sword, and she's like, "Hey, uh, Vision's body's gone." Uh, if anybody's got it, I know it's you. You've got it. You got to let me take his body. You got to let me bury it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like they're going to send her away, but they don't. They let her in. She goes in and she meets Hayward. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. This is, you know, obviously backstory to this entire situation here. Uh, Hayward brings her into his office and he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. We have vision, but here's why we have him. Uh, we're trying to. Uh, rebuild him uh, mm-hmm. because he is a super powerful sentient weapon. We are sword. We're the sentient weapon observation and response division, you know, so that's our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to fix him. Um, and, uh, and, she, and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, we haven't been able to do it yet, but you could probably do it. You have this so much power. It really looks like Hayward is, uh, really has it in his head that maybe Wanda can bring Vision back to life for them mm-hmm. and maybe that's what he'd like her to do um, he outright asks her if she wants to bring him back to life for them uh, and she says no well she didn't, um, he didn't really say do you want to he he basically said why would I give it to you because you have the power to bring him back <clears throat> and then she's like no I don't <laughs> Well, he says not everyone has the power uh, to bring People someone they love to yeah. back to life. Um, and I don't think she really says, I don't. I think, but, I think she's, she denies it. She's uh, no, I can't, or something like that. I don't remember the right. exact line, but she does deny it. Right. Um, but anyway. She denies he, it on the show, too, remember? He shows her that, yeah, I, I remember her saying that, but I don't remember how exactly what the mm-hmm. line is here um um so he shows her that they've got vision's body and they, they're tearing it apart and it looks very weird the way they're like they're taking like grinders and hacksaws to it and stuff mm-hmm. like like it's not the kind of, I, it doesn't seem like the way they would actually treat this kind of equipment uh mm-hmm. but like maybe they're playing it up maybe they're 
maybe this is a whole setup to try to upset Wanda to try to get her to lead her into some of this. I don't, I don't know. Um, hope that will be revealed at some point, I'm sure. But Wanda gets mad a little bit, and we see the security footage that Hayward showed us earlier. Uh, you know, her busting in and kind of everybody runs out of the room, and then she has a moment alone with Vision's body. She has a very sad moment where she tries to read his thoughts, and she says, I can't feel you, I can't feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she leaves, and she doesn't take his body. Yeah. And that's important, because Hayward told us that she did take his body, and we believe that, that this whole time she had Vision's corpse reanimated mm-hmm. inside the hex, and that's not the case. Uh, uh, she doesn't have Vision's body. So... Um, that was a surprise, definitely. Um, the weirdest thing, and I think the most important thing that happens in this episode happens exactly next in this same memory. Uh, she goes out to her car in the parking lot and sitting on the passenger seat of her car in the parking lot is this deed. Mm -hmm. Um, and didn't you get the impression that she found it there, like like it wasn't there before? No, I like, got the impression like, that that it was there the whole time. And the way like I, she, the way like I, like when, when she drove there, it was already on her passenger yeah, seat. No, I feel like she already knew about it. I, I have a feeling she was going to bury Vision. I think her ten, intent was to bury Vision where well, I guess they bought this land. I think to me that's that's kind of what I got from that. Because she looks at it, and then I think that's when she makes the decision to go to... She doesn't open the envelope before she starts driving. That's important. I'm just watching it again, and you're right. I took it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I I took it as she opened that envelope and read it, and then drove. But no, she Mm -hmm. already had the envelope. Okay, so it wasn't wasn't important for the reasons I thought it was, but... Mm -hmm. But holy crap, is it moving when she does finally open the envelope and you see why. But anyway, she just looks at the envelope sitting in her passenger seat and then she drives. Where does she drive to? Westview, New Jersey. And she's driving through the town and yes, it exists. And yes, all the people who've been in the show are real people living there. And she drives past them and she sees them in the street. Everybody looks a little sad, a little disheveled. Everybody's poor. It's after... It's after Thanos, and we know the world is a messed up place after Thanos. Yeah. It takes a while for everything to recover, and it hasn't recovered yet. Yeah. Um, Westview, New Jersey is a rundown, dilapidated place. Anyway, uh, she's driving, and you know we've already guessed, well, she's driving to her home in Westview, and we're going to see what happened there. We get there. It's, um, it's an almost empty lot. It's mm-hmm. got the, the, the frame, foundation. the foundation of a house there. And nothing else. So it yeah. looks like somebody was gonna st- was started to build a house there mm-hmm. at one point and then stopped, probably because oh you know Thanos snapped half the world away and killed Vision. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we get this powerful scene where she's standing in the center of the empty lot. She opens up the piece of paper, and it is the deed for the lot she's standing in. And there's a note from Vision in the center of it with a heart to grow old in. Mm-hmm. V. Um, and uh, so this is the moment of her big emotional breakdown, you know. She's just come from seeing Vision's ripped body ripped into pieces. They wouldn't give it to her to bury. She was obviously 
probably hoping to bury it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, uh, she has a magical explosion. Uh, magic just shoots out of her. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I feel like it was just like uh, her, because obviously she was upset. It was like her breaking, breaking down yes. point, her breaking down moment, yeah. and of course, being an all powerful being, um, magic is gonna shoot out of you. <laughs> she creates the hex. Yeah. Uh, her house appears out of nowhere and then all of Westview gets transformed around her into the Westview that we've been watching this entire time Um, and it just all explodes out of her at once no explanation it just friggin happens and then vision comes out of her and again I you know we said the, the colors of the magic was important the magic that came out of her when she was creating Westview was mostly red Mm-hmm. And the magic that comes out of her when she's creating vision is mostly yellow. Mm-hmm. That's important because yellow is from the mind stone. Yeah. The mind stone, which created vision in the first place, also gave Wanda her powers. This is the complicated relationship between Wanda Maximoff and vision and the mind stone. The mind stone is responsible for starting them both. The mind stone, which seemed to maybe recognize Wanda mm-hmm. in the beginning of the episode ends up being in Vision's body and Vision ends up in love with Wanda. Mm-hmm. So is is that all just the Mind Stone? Does the Mind Stone love Wanda and want to be connected to her? And is that the reason for their whole relationship? Uh, like you have there's there's so much to really think about with this story. Uh, this relationship uh, Wanda, the Mind Stone and Vision. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh when she finishes creating vision, everything's in black and white. Um, they sit on their couch together and they are happy and, um, they click on and vision clicks on the remote to start the show. Mm-hmm. And I believe this is where the memory portion of the episode ends. Yes. The episode is nearly over at this point. Um, you know, uh, they're in the TV studio, the empty TV studio of the original living room. Yep. And uh, Agnes is in the audience. And, uh, and she then the she. Clap. <laughs> yeah. She teleports herself out with a purple magical poof. And then you hear Tommy and Billy yelling from outside Mommy, Mommy, help us. Mommy, Mommy, help us. She runs outside. And in the street, she finds Tommy and Billy. And they have purple magical ropes around their necks. And those ropes are being held by Agatha. Mm-hmm. And Agatha is now in her full supervillain costume. Um, uh, her like long purple dress. And she's mm-hmm. floating six feet in the air. And it kind of looks bad for a second, I think. Honestly, I don't know if you caught this. But there's a moment where I thought her head and her body didn't really connect perfectly. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Uh, but... It. But it's just a quick second. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, Agatha has the boys held hostage, and she announces, you know, I you know, I, I know what it is. I know what's going on. I figured it out. Um, you have no idea how dangerous you are, Wanda. Uh, you're supposed to be a myth, a being capable of spontaneous creation. So this is like... 
the legend of the Scarlet Witch, right? You're supposed to be a myth. You're, you are this being capable of spontaneous creation. It, it kind of feels familiar to me like Phoenix. Again, this is why I was talking about how I feel like it's the Phoenix Force kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing happening with, with the Scarlet Witch thing. Um, anyway, she says, you know, you have this power and here you are using it to make breakfast for dinner. She's obviously jealous of the power. She wants the power. Um, so, you know, one is like, let my children go. And, uh, Agatha's like, yeah, uh, (laughs) by the way, your, your children, your vision, this whole world you've created, this is chaos magic, Wanda. And we know chaos magic from, the comics from the Marvel comics. If you're a Marvel comics fan, yes, that is what Wanda Maximoff uses. It's called chaos magic. Mm. Um, and it has the ability to create, uh, and bend reality. Uh, just like Agatha said, um, Agatha's kind of suggested here that it's the most powerful kind of magic and that Wanda is the most powerful kind of magic user. Um, but definitely Agatha wants that power for herself. But Mm. the episode ends with, uh, Agatha pronouncing, uh, you have chaos magic, and that makes you the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So obviously, the legend is there's one Scarlet Witch, or you wouldn't be called the Scarlet Witch. Um, and there's only one at a time. And this Scarlet Witch is is a magic user who has the ability to access this chaos magic, which can bend and warp reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the first time uh, Wanda is called by her comic book name, the Scarlet Witch. Uh, it's very exciting. That's where the episode ends. Credits start, and we know there's going to be a mid-credits scene again. We know that, don't we, Kev? And yes, there is. Yes, there is. And it's quite a mid-credits scene. I will say, I was feeling a little bit gypped by this episode mm-hmm. until this mid until this mid-credits scene, and then I was like, okay, you got me. Um, but basically, what's going on is we've, you know. We're not catching up with all the other characters that we missed out on this episode. Like, we don't know what's going on with Monica Rambeau. We don't know what's going on with Evan Peters. We don't know what's going on with Vision. We don't know what's going on with Darcy. Uh, we didn't catch up with them at all, but we're going to catch up in the mid credit scene now with Hayward. And uh, people were thinking that he was going to launch nuclear missiles at them or something. Mm-hmm. Nope. The weapon that he was preparing to launch that he said last episode was... His rebuilt vision. He has the body of vision and it's rebuilt. And he was able to steal a little bit of Wanda's chaos magic because it was on the drone that he sent in and got back out of the hex. Mm -hmm. It was still glowing with chaos magic. And it was the final piece he needed. Uh, That little bit of extra chaos magic that was on the drone somehow just connected it to vision's body and reanimates him vision's body being now the white vision who was in the comics many times. He's a version of vision that comic bands are familiar with. And instead of the infinity stone, the mind stone in his head, what he has is it looks like a little arc reactor. Like Tony Stark had in his chest technology. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, what could you possibly replace the power of an Infinity Stone with to power the Vision? Yeah. An arc reactor, the same thing that powered Iron Man. That I, I thought that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I, I really dig this scene. So, so he wakes up this version of Vision, and um, he's just looking at his hand, and he's awake, and we don't know what this version of Vision is going to be like, but. 
he belongs to Hayward, so we can assume it's going to be trouble. That's where the mid credit scene ends. Um, mm. So, uh, before we go to predictions, uh, I'll give my rating. Right. Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, it was a really great episode of television. It, you know, I'm I have my frustrations about the pacing of this whole series still. Yeah. Um, I think it's gone on too long. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for this finale. Okay. Um, like I'm over ready for it. I feel like it's overcooked a little bit in me, but I cannot deny this was a great episode of television. Yeah. Uh, the, the actors, the, the writers, the mm-hmm. director, I bravo to everything about this episode. Um, it's a nine. Okay. So, uh, I'll be honest when I was watching this episode, like I did, I did like this episode, um, but throughout the, I don't know, the very like first like few episodes, people were like, oh, this is boring, blah, blah, blah. To me, I found this episode to be the one that dragged on. This one I felt was like a little boring, but it all paid off, though. So right. in, it, while, I, while I was watching it for the first time, I was like, okay, like speed this up. Where the fuck is this going? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. But I will be honest, um, this is the one that I felt like was weak in that in that respect. Sure. Um and I it did it was like a very slow burn. Um and then of course you got the big payoff at the end, like I said, and I do I did appreciate the episode more. Um so I'm gonna give it an eight. Um I I don't think it's the strongest episode, but uh but yeah, like I said, the uh, the payoff was the payoff was great, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen with this white vision as well. I think that was fucking sick. That was like that was the part of the episode where I was like, "Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> sure, me so, too. Yeah, and I want to talk. I want to talk about white vision for sure. Yeah, okay. um, but um, why is it gotta be were... white? Why can't you have a black vision? <laughs> you can have a black vision. <laughs> right on, Wanda. <laughs> White from the comics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing the back original, to the uh, conversation the original we had. Vision I'm just throwing back to the conversation we had before uh, um, we started talking about WandaVision about Black Batman's and <laughs> all that stuff. Right? <laughs> so, sure, sure. I was just, I was just poking fun, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what, what, uh, what, what white, white Vision will, uh, will be like and what will he. Uh, my, do. my bet is. He's going to be. There's a version of Vision from the comics where, like, like most of these stuff happens to Wanda in Vision in the comics, and their relationship ends up ending because Vision ends up losing all of his emotions, mm. and he just becomes like a feelingless android, like a data. Right. And and he'll be like, "Yes, Wanda, I remember you, but unfortunately, I don't love you because I don't have the ability to love anymore. I'm just a robot." And I think. That's this version of Vision. I think he's just going to be a complete robot with no feelings at all, right. who just follow who just follows orders, um, because he's like sword property or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, my prediction for all of this is: this is the first time where I feel like Vision is going to survive WandaVision, um, but I know how now. Uh, this vision is going to survive WandaVision. The white vision. And maybe he'll get the memories of the vision from 
the hex or maybe he'll get like the soul of the vision from the hex somehow mm-hmm. but in order to survive the hex the character of vision will be in this body not the body that's inside the hex the body that's inside the hex will vanish when the hex vanishes he'll live on in this body right and that's and i think that's cool and, but i also think it'll have that twist in the end where Wanda, even though even though vision will survive Wanda and Vision will not be together anymore. She'll lose him. She'll he'll lose his emotion like he did in the comics. Okay. And so Wanda will still be traumatized at the end of this. She'll still lose Vision at the end of this, but Vision will carry on as a character in the MCU. Okay. That's my prediction for the White Vision anyway, and yeah. I think he's going to be he's going to be super powerful and cool and it's going to be a cool battle with him. Yeah. Um what was my other big prediction, though? The rabbit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will the, think that the rabbit is going to be nightmare. That's the uh, that's kind nightmare. of like the consensus I'm I'm seeing when I watch these YouTube videos. Sure, and whatnot. Um, that yeah, it's nightmare the whole time. Um. Uh, I I don't know much about the comics, so um, I, I I sorry I can't really really make that. Big well, of... in the comics, it's actually Mephisto, mm-hmm. and that controls and, the whole thing. Yeah, but there's and this the whole twins, the twins turn out to be part of Mephisto's soul. Yes, and and they're actually Mephisto's like they're Mephisto. So um, one of the reasons why uh, I heard they're changing it from Mephisto to Nightmare because. Uh, because of the Chinese audience, right? Because, because they, they got to they got to take away the the demonic the the devil. Because mm. Mephisto, the Mephisto in Marvel Comics is actually the devil. Yes. Um, and 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 stories about like your soul, they're they're getting too close to like demon stuff. Uh, mm. so they don't like that. They don't want to talk about souls. Um, so they're gonna change it the same way they changed witches. We talked about that earlier. Okay. They changed they changed witches from. From like demonic are in the real world to like some Harry Potter thing yeah. for the MCU. Right. They're gonna do the same thing with Mephisto. Um, even though it was fine for Marvel Comics, it's not okay for the MCU because they they won't allow it on screen in China. So mm-hmm. um Yeah, uh I don't know who it's gonna be. Uh it's going to be some powerful magic force though and some evil powerful magical force mm-hmm. um but it's going to be a big reveal the moment when that rabbit takes its human form i'm predicting is going to be one of the best moments from the finale yeah i hope so uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah no i'm i'm hoping next week by the way uh, i'm hoping at least an hour if they gotta they gotta at least give us no, an hour episode, no man. no don't no. give me don't give me a no. half hour don't do not give no. me a half hour Kevin, i am done I am done, done, done with these these Disney Plus shows and with worrying about how long they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you have just done what like anytime anybody has said that in the last week, I have just said no, no, no. I do. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna have the conversation anymore. I'm so mad, <laughs> Kev. Like, like I remember Mandalorian season one so so vividly and how mm-hmm. frustrated I was every damn week. Like, I was just frustrated that- at first because uh, we <laughs> heard that we were going to get like hour long episodes and then we didn't. All right. right. So by and the time same thing happened with this one division shit. 
Yeah, but by the time season two rolled along, I just took it for what it was. I accepted, right? Right. Like we we had been worked in by then. Like we were used. We were used to the beating by then. Uh, So uh, yeah, but with Wandavision, it was a fresh beating, and and that fucking twenty minute episode last week just really just it snapped me. I was like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever talk about how long it's going to be ever again. Forty seven minutes is going to be the longest we ever get. It's the Mandalorian rule. 47 minutes was the longest episode we ever got of Mandalorian, except for like the double episode. I'm sorry. Give me an hour. I don't care what you say. <laughs> not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and when it it's does. happen, And I'm not even going to. And when it possible. does, I'm going to start the next show with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> you start every show with that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but not with the yeah, boy. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> 47 minutes, I'm saying it now. 47 minutes will be the longest this episode will be. <laughs> All right. But um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I don't know if I have any more predictions for the finale. Honestly, no. um, I don't think any of the... I, I don't know if we're going to get any multiverse crossover stuff. We're definitely mm-hmm. not getting any Fox X-Men. We're not getting Professor Xavier... We're not getting Magneto. Uh, we're going to get a character that we haven't seen before with maybe access to the multiverse for whatever's going to happen in the future with multiverse stuff. But mm-hmm. we're not going to see like uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man show up. Or... Not on WandaVision, but we're probably going to get that in the next Spider-Man movie, though. I know. I know, but there's been a lot of just wild theorizing about who the big, the final cameo, who the final big reveal is going to be, well, who's going to be the person. And I said, I said from the very beginning, I thought everybody's going to be disappointed because it's just going to be Doctor Strange. Well, it's um, funny because uh, there was an interview with um, uh, Paul Paul Bettany, and yeah. he said that. Uh, there's going to be an appearance of an actor who I've been dying to work with my whole life. And then, yeah. of course, everyone thinks that's going to be himself. <laughs> because right. yeah. he, appeared. he was trolling. Yeah, he, he was trolling. Yeah, he was, he was trolling, trolling because he was going he was going to appear as as white vision at the end of the episode. Yes. So, I thought so in, the, in the next episode, he's going to fight himself and probably have scenes with himself. Yeah. And that's the actor that he's been wanting to work with his whole life. Like. Thanks. <laughs> that's that's your hilarious Paul Bettany. Um, I think maybe he's trying to cover up for how embarrassed Elizabeth Olsen is going to be about her Mark Hamill comments about how supposedly there's a Mark Hamill level cameo. I still think it's going to be Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I seriously think it's going to be Mark Hamill. Yeah, I just have maybe. this gut feeling. Like, why would you say that unless it was actually... There was nothing. There was nothing bigger that... Right now, I can. The only thing I can think of that would be bigger than Mark Hamill is like fucking if Leonardo the the DiCaprio showed up on the show. Like there is nothing. <laughs> I think bigger. it's got. I think. I think she's saying a Marvel character. No, no, like I somebody, get. I get that. But like, what, I, what I'm like Luke Skywalker was like a yeah, Star yeah, Wars. No, like, I get that. But I'm just saying Star like, Wars. because because of what she said, I still think it's going to be Mark Hamill. <laughs> I think it's going to be Mark Hamill in some yeah. some new character, just because she said that. <laughs> and this will be the best kept secret. I'm calling it right maybe. now. <laughs> maybe. But you know what? 
I don't think it's Doctor Strange anymore because mm-hmm. I think he's I was wrong too. Actually, the truth. But. I was wrong. I was wrong. His movie's not next. Spider Man is next. Yes, it is. Yep. And they just released the Spider Man No Way Home title, mm-hmm. and that that was something else that was new that we didn't mention. The new the next Spider Man title was was announced that it's No Way Home, and in the announcement, it there's a couple of Wandavision clues, no, like right? Easter eggs. Yeah. That there's a there's a drawing board they show you with all the different names they could have chosen they didn't, and there's spider webs drawn on it, and they're oh, hexagons. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did see that. And the credits change color and flip, and it looks like the Wandavision kind of channel changing, kind of distortion kind of uh, artwork. Mm. That's happening. It kind of looks like it's trying to look like Wandavision, and I think. Maybe fucking Spider Man. Like this happens in New Jersey. Yeah. Fucking Spider Man could easily show up yeah. at the end of this. Yeah, you're right. It could. Yeah. Um so it could be him. Yeah. He could be the cameo she was talking about. Um and if he kept that secret, then you know, that would be a huge deal. Everybody would be really excited. Um mm-hmm. uh, but who knows? We'll see next week. Uh we'll see in a few short days. Yes. The season finale oh, of Vision. Yeah. I'm looking forward and to it, man. I'm, I, I'm looking, I, looking forward to it too. I definitely dug the show, so yeah. No, I'm, and, and, and we're gonna have a special episode uh, for the finale review. We're going to uh, gather the OTOGs. We're gonna get uh, <clears throat> Bill Gregory and and G Money back on to uh, talk about WandaVision with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, listen, that's uh, that's all for uh, for episode. Uh, nine of Wonder episode eight of WandaVision. Sorry, episode uh, eight. Yes, and uh, you know what? What else do you want to talk about? What do you well, want? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we got a boom done. Very good. Sorry, my bad. My yeah, bad. Can't, can't my just bad. jump ahead like that. My extreme bad. Sorry. Okay. You know the rules of the show. Yes, I. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow. Yes. What else have you watched in the last so, week that you want to let people know about? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, I finally finished uh, Shit's Creek, by the way. Um, okay. Yeah, that was a great show. That was a great series, man. That was really yep. good. Um, it's still going. It's still going. It's not past tense. What do you mean? It's done. They, they... <coughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah it's done. It? Yeah, yeah, it's done. Oh, they ended it. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not at, I'm not at the end yet. Now I'm going to be, oh, my God, it's over. Okay, yeah, my yeah. bad. No, no. Season six is, uh, is it. That's <laughs> it. So, I thought it was um, yeah, when you watch the last episode, uh, that definitely they they they're they're done. Like they they're, okay. they're going okay. their different ways. How does it and, end? Did they get their money back? Uh, no, but they. Um, do you want me to spoil? <laughs> no, don't spoil. Yeah, it. no, I'm, but I'm no, they, they're the last season. Yeah, okay, yeah, they're 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 working on new endeavors and and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a really. Great, great series. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, Danny Levy, um, is it Danny or Daniel? Danny, Dan Levy, yeah, Dan Levy. Uh, he just he, he killed it on that show. Like he, yeah. he, he was so good. Like I, it was I, I absolutely his show. He was yeah, the main writer. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was him. He's the one that approached his dad about it and pitched yeah. it to his dad and all this stuff, right? But yeah, there's actually. Um, I know it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, I haven't watched the entire thing, but after the last episode there's like a kind of like a, a wrap-up where they talk about how the show like started and all that stuff so i watched a little bit of it 
Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really really great show. I, I highly recommend it. Um, cool. Strong Canadian comedy, even though they don't really make it a Canadian comedy, it is a Canadian comedy. Right? Oh yeah, it's very it's filmed Canadian. in Orangeville, right? So yeah, they never say where it's filmed. Like they never say it's in the U.S. They never say it's in Canada. No, but right? it but, looks like Letterkenny because it's like mm, shot like. But it might as well be shot in the same place as Letter Kenny. Yeah, if it's no, not. you're right. It it does yeah. it does look like yeah. almost the same place. But yeah, yeah, great show. Highly recommend it. Um, I actually watched the uh, the new Tom and Jerry movie, which uh, came out ah. uh, on Friday. Um, first the okay. So before I say anything, this movie has the best fucking soundtrack. <laughs> really? Okay. So Soul. Um, amazing movie. Uh, you and I, we, we, we reviewed that on here, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, we love soul. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of my highlights of soul, mind you, it was a great movie is the yeah. fact that they dropped the trap called quest, uh, in that, yeah. in that film, the barbershop, right? Yeah. Yes. The, uh, they walked into the barbershop and you can hear a tribe called quest. As soon as this movie starts, dude, can I kick it? Yes, nice. you can't dude. <laughs> As soon as this movie starts, it's Tom and Jerry. Right? Yes, um, I will say the way they like when the movie starts, they they start playing that movie or that song. I mean, and um, so there's like three pigeons flying in, and one of them stops and starts rapping to the screen. I thought that was a little stupid, but <laughs> the fact that they use "Can I Kick It," I was like, this is fucking awesome. I'm watching the movie now. Somebody cool made that movie. Yes. No, whoever whoever was on like fucking picking the, the music for this movie, oh, kudos. Kudos to you, my friend. <laughs> I tip my hat to you. I'm watching the movie, dude. They fucking start playing Don't Sweat the Technique by Eric B. and Rakim. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? What fucking movie am I watching? It takes place in New York, too, by the way. So Jeez. the whole the whole premise of this movie is basically it's like this couple, uh, Colin Jost and this uh, she's an East Indian actress. She's a Bollywood star. Uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. So the whole thing is like they come to this hotel and they're getting married. And of course, um, fucking hit girl um, plays a girl who like uh, gets this job at the hotel um, using a fake resume and all that stuff. Yeah, you have to watch it anyways. Um, this is a. I thought this was a cartoon. No, it's live action. It's live what? action with, but I will say this: it's not the the cartoon to, uh, like live action. Uh, it didn't really work for me like Roger Rabbit did. You know what I mean? Like, are you serious? Was, yeah. Because I don't think Roger Rabbit works at all. For oh, that. I fucking love Roger Rabbit. They did such oh, a good I job. I like it. Roger Rabbit, but I but I feel like. Well, the human obviously, obviously the the movie's a little dated now. Like when it comes yeah. to like the like the way it looked, but I yeah. feel like it worked more in that movie than it did in this movie because they kind of just expect you. They don't really set it up. They just kind of expect you to accept the fact that there's cartoons living with humans. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like all the animals in the movie are cartoons. All of them. Yes. Okay. Right. So. They kind of they don't really explain it. They just kind of I guess you're you're supposed to accept the fact that these cartoons are living with humans, <laughs> right? They have cartoon pets, right? But anyways, that's that's uh, I wanted to get to that, to that point after. But um, they're getting so the whole thing is about these this couple who's getting married, and what song do they fucking drop? Jagged Edge, let's get married. <laughs> 
Nice. And then they drop fucking DJ Shadow featuring De La Soul, Rocket Fuel. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that song, but dude, (laughs) this was like a fucking hip hop ride. (laughs) And then there's this other scene where they're like, where Tom and Jerry, they go to this baseball game because they have to. So to stay in this hotel, they make an agreement that they have to get along because they fuck up everything because they're always fighting. So they have to get along. So they got to prove to uh, fucking Hit Girl that that they can get along. So she sends them like on this like fucking uh, like date basically where they <laughs> they have to like not fight. So they go to a baseball game. They ended up like the game thrown in like fucking um, I guess like like uh, pet jail. So they're in this like jail. And then there's a fucking dude. Hold on to this. There's a Warriors reference. <laughs> what? They reference the Warriors, the movie from the seventies. Yeah. They fucking reference. Oh, ow. ow. Like Tom, come out and play, something like that. Really? <laughs> I swear wow. to God. Wow. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Who the fuck? Who's behind this movie? <laughs> so, anyways, uh, a lot of the jokes were. Um, were were recycled from the original cartoons. I watched. A, I loved the original cartoons. So, yeah. uh, there was a lot of familiar jokes uh, from those. So cartoons. there was a there was a frying pan for sure. Uh, did they do the frying pan? I feel like they might have. They might have like not all the jokes because they were like obviously like back then, like there was a lot of violence in Tom and Jerry. So obviously yeah. they couldn't translate all the violence to this movie, right? Because yeah. it was really violent for for the for for or like today's generation anyways back right. then it was just considered like slapstick comedy obviously right but now yep right because people are dumb enough to fucking replicate this on the like, internet. Yeah, exactly. yeah right so anyways um a lot of the jokes were from the cartoons uh i get it like um obviously the target audience that they're going for are not gonna know that those jokes were used 50, 60, 70 years ago. Whatever. Right. Uh, the 40s when this, this like originally started. But yeah, uh, I would recommend this definitely. Like, uh, if you have kids and you just want to like entertain them for an hour and a half or whatever, I would definitely recommend it. Um, if you're a hip hop head, <laughs> I recommend it because I could not <laughs> believe how much fucking hip hop was in this movie. Like, right. I was really impressed with the soundtrack. Um, it actually it brought a smile to my face, like all the all the hip hop that was in this movie. Right. Um, but yeah, other than that, so um, B boys and B girls with kids. Yeah, this is the movie for you. Yeah, there you go. And if you want to rock out to a to a to a wicked like theme, um, like a sorry a soundtrack to to a movie, I recommend uh-huh. I recommend watching it. Um, I would give it if I had to score it. I would give it a five out of ten. Like it wasn't the greatest film. It was I was entertained. Uh, the the music kept me into it. Like every track that they dropped, I was like, "Are you kidding me right now? Are they, are they really playing Don't Sweat the Technique?" <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I would give it a five out of ten. It, it it I was entertained for an hour and a half, but I would probably never watch it ever again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, I will never watch it. Well, maybe if <laughs> no, no, if watch I need, it, watch it with your I'm, son. If man. I'm looking for something for my kid to yeah, watch, yeah, yeah, watch it with I'll, your son, and I think it, you'll it. dig it just because of the music. Uh, I kind of ruined it. I told you all the music that's in it, um, okay. but still, um, it was it, it's it's really cool to 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 know that hip hop definitely is still alive, and it's not just fucking little Uzi Vert and this fucking. Well, it was little Uzi Vert that got the fucking Mind Stone. <laughs> Did you see this, by the way? 
No. I feel like it was little Uzi Vert. He actually had, uh, he bought a, um, it was something stupid, like a $42 million stone. Okay. It looks like the mind stone. It's fucking yellow. And he okay. had it pierced in the middle of his forehead, like vision. What? Whether he was replicating vision is another story, but this, this kid has so much fucking money. Um, and I saw an interview, uh, Fat Joe interviewed him, and he was like, he was like, so uh, little Uzi Vert. Like and a he rapper? Was, he's a rapper. He's like one of these new school why, rappers. Why is he um, so rich? Because these kids make so much money off of fucking YouTube and all these fucking things. Like, <laughs> dude, he's he's baller. Young rappers are rich now, dude. YouTube, the YouTube generation, dude. Look up Lil Uzi. I don't Bird. know what the kids. His do. his his videos, like they're generating millions and millions of views, dude. That's how these kids are getting paid, and and that's and I'm assuming they're selling then, records. And I'm, then he I'm, deserves a mindstone. Yeah, and I'm guessing they toured, right before before COVID. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. I didn't go see him, but I'm guessing the that he toured. Who, so. who was that rapper who posted himself in a brown Batman costume that he had made? Oh, I don't know because he that. likes everything he has is brown. There's some rapper who's like popular rapper right now. The guy, one of the guy, the guy who was on Fortnite. Uh, I forget his name. Anyway, no idea, man. No you don't idea. know the, the the brown Batman skin? Look it up no. when you when you're bored. When you're bored, check it out. It's yeah, funny. Okay. Uh, because everybody turned on him. He was like super popular and cool, and then he posted brown Batman, and everybody started <laughs> commenting that it looked like he, he shit man. Uh, <laughs> like everybody thought it was awful. That's anyway. funny. No, I never, I never knew about this one. Because he just, he just made it for fun. He just made his own Batman costume for fun and just posted himself on Instagram, just wearing it, and it was brown. Anyway, oh, wow, that's funny. Yeah, I'll look it up. It, random. <laughs> um, that's funny. So uh, we'll wrap up soon. Yeah. For me, um, look, I've been looking for like a new TV series to get into. Okay. Um, I, I tried a few things and uh, nothing is hitting yet. I tried something that I thought for a long time would be my favorite show if I ever watched it. Um, Peaky Blinders. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, it was boring. I, I couldn't. Um, I, it's a beautiful show. It's a, it's a, it's a beautifully made show. Mm. Um, it's, it looks really cool. Um, and it feels really, um, authentic. <clears throat> um, but I, I don't know, maybe because it's a, because it takes place like in England, in old England, I'm not interested in it for some reason. I'm just, uh, I didn't get caught by the story. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I thought I would because, um, like I love shows like Boardwalk Empire. Like it's one of my favorite shows. And mm-hmm. I, and I thought that this was going to be like a similar vibe for me. Didn't, mm. didn't feel it. Anyway, um, a couple comedies I tried. Uh, something that I've been wanting to finish um, or get into more since I saw the premiere a while ago was Moonbase 8. Mm. Um, and you might might remember that. It stars Tim yeah. Heidecker and Fred, uh, um, uh, Fred Armisen. Armisen, yeah. And the other funny guy. Yeah. Three guys who I think are really funny, who I thought I, thought I was going to love this show. Um yeah, a couple episodes in, and I was like, no, I'm bored. I'm not interested in this. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm not really recommending that. Um, I watched I this, a- like, left field um, with the other guy, uh, the guy who played um, um, Walk Hard, uh, Dewey. Um, fuck, what's his real name again? Oh, I'm drawing yeah, it's blank. Kill, it's, kill, it's killing me now. I shouldn't have. <laughs> well, anyways, I, I found this, like, show that he did, like, this. It was kind of like a 
it was supposed to be like a um a pilot to like a uh, like a sitcom that he did but it was just it was obviously not a real pilot it was just a joke and it was such a left field show and I wish John I could. C. Riley. John C. Riley, thank you. Um, yeah, look it up on look it up on. He's got a, he's got a lot of unknown, just like little projects that he he's yeah. always trying to do something new and creative and and I you know Moonbase Eight is fun because these three comedians are obviously just making up half this dialogue as they go mm. um, and and they're funny guys but for some reason it just I don't know it's not hooking me in. Okay. Um, Another show that a lot of people, a couple of people anyway, recommended to me was Ted Lasso, which mm, is, um, it's Jason Sudeikis's new show. It's on Apple TV. Okay. It's a comedy. It's actually, it, it seems like a British comedy. It's mostly, it takes place in England and the plot of it is, is it's very, it's very British comedy plotted. It's, mm. um, uh, Jason Sudeikis plays an American college football coach who won a championship and he gets hired by a premier league English soccer team to be their new head coach. And the whole, the setup is, well, the, the really rich woman who owns the team, uh, she's really mad at her husband. They're in an ugly divorce and her husband loved the team. So she's actually trying to ruin it Mm -hmm. by hiring this Ted Lasso guy. Um, I uh, I don't know. I've never found Jason Sudeikis to be very funny, unfortunately. This is moments uh, on on SNL. Like he has this couple of things that like he does a he does a funny dance move yes. that he always he always did in every What's Up with That sketch. What's up with that? that? I, What's I up? thought the it was funny. Shit. Like yeah, it was the funny, longer yeah. he did it, the funnier I did it. Yeah. But then he does that dance move in the first episode of Ted Lasso. Oh really? Like just you know because that's just something that Ted Lasso mm-hmm. does because he's. And it and it was just like okay, like I okay, uh, but um, like the whole thing about this show is, I see why people like it. Um, the 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 whole deal with the show is that Ted Lasso lives in a very cynical world, and he is completely not cynical at all. He's mm. just a completely nice, like a genuine guy, a very sympathetic character who you feel. You feel for um, when everybody's constantly just shitting on him and shitting on him and shitting on him, and he's just constantly never going negative. He's just constantly always just trying to do the right thing, and he always kind of seems to win in the end. And it seems like the whole point of this show is Ted Lasso's superpower is that he's the only non-cynical person in a completely cynical world. And So I understand why people like it. I didn't. Uh, I just I, I think it, it needed to be funnier in order for me to be interested enough to watch it. So I have not found a new TV series to get yeah. into. Okay. I think is the end of my story. Um, still <laughs> so looking. that show is called. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's called uh, Bag Boy, and he just does like one pilot, but it's so left field. It's actually right. a really funny watch. It's like twenty minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, speaking I'll of Jesse, really. Um, one show that I started watching, I think it's okay, but it's not. Uh, I'm not hooked into it, but it's okay. Uh, called Superstore. Have you ever seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like that. Yeah, I, a lot of people like it. Uh, it's not bad. I, I wouldn't say it's amazing. Um, it is cool to see Mark McKinney on it. Uh, Mark McKinney's 
just fucking great. Like I love that guy. Yeah. Um, kids in the hall. Like that's my yeah. shit. But um, yeah, ugly. The funniest kid in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, he was he was hilarious. I actually just watched last night. I came across when um, Bobby fought the devil. Remember in the guitar battle, which yes, is still yes. one of the greatest fucking great, great sketches sketch. ever. Yes. <laughs> mm, smutty. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's uh, begin. Uh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> so fucking funny. Sorry, I'm Damn seeing you, someone Bobby. right now. <laughs> Oh uh, shit! So good. Such a uh, kids are all, oh, man. That's 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 the jam right uh, there. Oh, I just remembered something else that I watched. That's kind of big, I guess. Yeah, uh, right. The new CW Superman and Lois. Oh yeah, that's right. You were talking pilot about on the which Facebook. Yes, I fully expected to hate okay. uh, because I hate most of the CW DC shows. I think The mm-hmm. Flash is a good show um, and and worthy of your time. But I kind of felt like everything else. I thought Supergirl kind of had a, a decent start, but but went really bad really quickly. And I especially hated the Superman who they introduced on the Supergirl show. Okay. He always seemed to like lose and be saved by Supergirl uh, because it was her show, not his. She was the hero, not him, of that show. And uh, and I kind of felt like they kind of turned Superman into a second-rate kind of hero and I didn't like this actor, this Tyler Hecklin guy, or I, I don't think I said his name right, but yeah, um, I didn't like this guy. They had to play Superman, but mm-hmm. I saw all the promotion for this for this premiere of this new series, and I saw everybody talking about how they'd completely changed the look and how they were leaning into a Zack Snyder kind of Superman, Man of Steel kind of feel, okay. and I saw some people say in early reviews that it was completely different. Like it acted like the CW shows that it came from never even happened. It mm. doesn't reference them in any way. And in some points, the timeline don't really measure up because they have teenage kids and it's modern day. It's not the future. Okay. So there, there should have been a timeline jump, but there wasn't. So it kind of, it kind of says slyly that this is not the same Superman from that, from that other show in my, in my opinion. Um, so I, I checked it out and it's true. Uh, this, this show is so much better than I ever could have imagined. Mm. Um, it, it gives like Superman's origin story and it kind of ties in a lot of elements of Superman's origin stories from other things that we love. It ties in the original comic origin story. It ties in the, the um, Richard Donner Superman origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, the the farm really looks and feels like the Richard Donner Superman farm, but it also kind of feels like the Zack Snyder Man of Steel Superman farm in color scheme and tone. Okay. Um, the acting is kind of good. It's all very understated and grounded. It's nothing. Nobody's playing any broad like wild characters in any way nobody's being over the top slapstick with a comedy or anything like that in any way okay. the script the script is solid there's nothing like embarrassingly bad in it um the story is that um superman and lois have teenage boys they're 14 and they're and they're just starting to find out that they have powers mm. and they're they're leaving metropolis and moving back to smallville um <clears throat> and it's about superman 
balancing his life as Superman and his life as a father. So it's a very family-oriented show. Um, it's not like a super adult kind of Superman show. It's a it's a family TV series okay. on the CW. Yeah. Um, but it totally looks and feels like really good for what it is. Um, and so, like, if you were a fan of previous Superman shows, like Lois and Clark, especially, um, or even Smallville, I would say that this is probably a super worthy successor to those shows. Mm -hmm. It's, it's got the teen element because the boys are in high school and then it's got Superman in every episode and fighting Superman battles. Um, and, um, and the special effects are pretty good too. Uh, you know, there's a couple of moments where maybe Superman's body looks too big for his head. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, I think, uh, it looks really good. Uh, they've done a really great job with the show from what I see in the, in the pilot and I recommend it. Okay. Nice. Anyway, uh, we have gone on too long now and yeah. that's my fault. Uh, <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, if you're ready to wrap up, I'm ready to wrap up brother. All right. So, uh, since we're, we're talking about wrapping, the. Uh, <laughs> let's uh let's see if there's any uh calls on the phone there that's the end yes it is yes 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 miss jackson that's the end of episode 71 of tool for this podcast so if you're still listening thank you so much mm-hmm. um and uh you know what please drop us a comment please drop us a like on facebook um uh, please let us know that you're out there uh we'd love to hear from you and um uh, I don't know. Uh, from DJ Kevy Kev, uh, I am uh, JD the MC, otherwise known as Jer, saying just chill. Till the next episode. Deluxe <laughs> 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 <laughs>